Hey, welcome back to the NACRO Dialogue on Diversity. We're so pleased to have you with Tony and I. I'm Katherine Rayberg. And today's conversation is with Corey Hawkins, University Relations Lead at Microsoft, who started a brand new role earlier this year and focuses on partnerships with HBCUs. We hope you enjoyed the chat as much as we did. I was college and um, was actually a Spanish major, but I knew that I always wanted to go to law school. And um, so right after, well, about a year after I finished Morehouse, I went to law school at Emory and um, it was kind of my plan to do some type of international law, but um, ended up taking kind of a, a unique, I think, career pathway and ended up right back at Morehouse working in admissions and realized that I, I really liked higher education. And um, it wasn't a career that I even knew that existed, but once I got there, I, I really liked it. I was working in admissions there and did that for about seven years um, and, and found it very fulfilling and then decided to uh, continue in the admissions um, world and, and work at UC Hastings College of the Law in San Francisco. And so it was great to kind of combine my um, background in law with my admissions experience and higher education experience. And so did that for um, uh, several years. And it was while I was at UC Hastings, I really developed an interest in diversity and inclusion um, kind of as it relates to uh, diversifying the legal profession and then more broadly, just the workforce. Um, and so after some time at UC Hastings, I also worked at the uh, UC Office of the President, University of California Office of the President, doing some diversity and engagement work there. Um, and then continued that, decided to come back to the East Coast and was at Columbia University um, for a couple of years doing diversity and inclusion and admissions work. But I'd always had an interest in technology, particularly um, as someone who lived in the San Francisco Bay Area, where that's just like a a presence everywhere. And so Microsoft was, um, you know, this opportunity at Microsoft has been great because I think it's allowed me to really combine my higher education experience and my uh, commitment to diversifying, um, being, you know, diversifying the workforce, particularly in technology, and then giving me an opportunity to work in tech and to learn from really smart people. So it's been great. I'm still new in the role. I've only been there since, uh, here since November, but it's really exciting so far. I was kind of anticipating your arrival with Harold. He's such a great partner to us at Microsoft. And we were so excited um, just that, that Microsoft had put so much emphasis and support around partnerships with HBCUs that they thought to even bring a full-time person in to build those partnerships. And it's funny, Tony and I both came from industry to academia and okay. you're going to industry from academia. So we're all at this intersection. And that's really, right. that's really what NACRO is all about is helping people develop an understanding and develop best practices around the intersection of business and um, academia. That's great. That's exciting. Yeah. Uh, Corey, uh, a couple questions because your, your career path is kind of the opposite of, of, of Catherine's and mine <laughs> going the other way. Um, as you look at specifically diversity from an industry perspective and from a higher ed perspective, because you have both. And as you look at the area of technology STEM and, and what have you. I know there's a lot of conversation on the post-secondary level as well as on the college level and in industry about uh, minorities in STEM. Can you talk a little bit about what we might need to be thinking about in terms of helping as, as corporate relations officers, helping companies effectively build that good quality pipeline of talent of underrepresented minorities in these technical fields which are growing I mean, it, is, it really is a, a new driver in the economy. Can you speak to that? Because you, you, you have both sides of that coin, if you will. Sure, yeah, I mean, I think one of the things, and, and one of the reasons I wanted to get into technology is because it, it impacts so many different um, sectors in the workforce. And 
you know, particularly as someone who's focusing on HBCUs, a lot of the schools that I work with, yes, they have, you know, strong, robust computer science departments, but they may, those departments may not be as, as large as some of the other departments that they have these schools like business and political science. Um, and I, I think my point is that it's important to teach faculty and professors so that they can relate, relate to their students that in order to work in technology, you don't always just have to be a computer scientist or software engineer. There are roles in, in technology companies and human resources, there are roles in sales and business, there are roles in government affairs. And so it's really, um, you know, technology is impacting all different areas of the workforce. One field that, you know, I don't even know much about, but I've heard a lot and learned a lot about in the last two months is data science. And that's a field that's, uh, you know, I don't even think it existed as a discipline a couple of years ago, and now it's it's all over the place. And, and you know, a lot of large universities are starting to create data science minors and majors and programs, um, and that impacts all different disciplines. I mean, um, of course, the traditional science and mathematics fields, but even using data science to understand uh, like. You know, in, in sociology and, and how um, you know data impacts people's decisions as it relates to racial equity and, and gender equity and things like that. I mean, data science can be um, applied to so many different disciplines and, and that, that don't necessarily fit into what we think of as technology and, and science and mathematics. And so that's one thing that I suggest is to um, really encourage you know faculty members and and, and other industry professionals professionals to in order to reach diverse students, you're going to have to go in a lot of different disciplines to find them. And they're there um, because technology just reaches in so many different areas. Talk a little bit about uh, HBCUs. Uh, my parents are proud graduates of Central State University here. In nice. My wife went to Spelman. So okay. um, they're familiar with HBCUs. And I'm really excited, uh, although I did not attend an HBCU, that Case Western Reserve, uh, my, my university, my employer, is, is trying to build some linkages between our various graduate schools and HBCUs. So we've got some partnerships we're developing in law, in MBA programs, nursing, uh, medicine, all, all of the above. Um, how have, now that you're on the corporate side, tell me a little bit about how corporations, Microsoft specifically, but beyond that, are looking at not only recruiting from HBCUs, but also recruiting qualified and talented uh, underrepresented minorities from well, I guess what we typically call predominantly white institutions. And, and then maybe add to that uh, what you might be doing around Hispanic serving institutions. Sure, so um, my, my team is unique in that I don't sit in a recruitment team or recruiting um, uh, program. Um, we do have a, a whole university recruiting team and then an industry recruiting team at Microsoft. Um, our team, the, the team that I work on is university relations. And so it's our role to engage long-term with, with a number of institutions around the United States and a few in Canada in order that we can support the institutions. And so the idea I think is that as a result of some of the work that we do, we're able to um, create a better pipeline for recruiting so that the recruiting teams can do their jobs better. So I, I do work a lot with recruiting, but I don't uh, work specifically in a recruiting team. Um, and so I think that's um, really one of the things is that corporations like Microsoft, it's, it's important to come in and support 
institutions in a lot of different areas where our goal is not just to come in and, and take talent. Um, you know, that's, that's great as well because students need jobs, but we wanna, we wanna be a good partner along the way. We wanna support faculty in their research. We want to um, support student programs and give students the opportunity to go to conferences and to um, you know, just, just equalize this playing field for students all across the board. And so that's really what, what our focus is. And so I think these kind of partnerships are great because they do kind of expand the opportunities that students at, at, at schools have, um, whether they be HBCUs or uh, PWIs or HSIs or what, what have you. And, um, you know, so Microsoft is a, it's a big company and we do recruit um, at a lot of different HBCUs, more than just the ones that my team covers. We recruit, we try to recruit as many as possible all across the United States, as well as HSIs. Uh, I think there's a definite commitment to try to recruit um, diverse talent from all across the country. But, um, you know, it, I think it's also important just to help to support a lot of the institutions that we're drawing talent from. Um, and maybe these students don't go to Microsoft, but the idea is to, I think, diversify the, the, the technology industry as a whole. And so the work that we're doing and that other companies are doing, you know, it's going to benefit everybody. It's not just a, we want to take your talent, so we're investing. So today, more specifically, we're talking about um, NACRO, and this is a professional organization that supports folks like Tony and I that help, and you, Corey, that really are working at this intersection of industry and business and, and academia. I would love to get your perspective. You're kind of fresh into this type of role. What ways do you think NACRO could do a better job at attracting a more diverse membership base? We're going to be talking about that next week at our leadership conference and would welcome kind of your ahead of that time thoughts. Yeah, I mean, it's a good, it's a good question. And I'm still, you know, learning about NACRO. I think it's a, it's a great um, organization and will provide a lot of opportunities for a lot of industry professionals um, and continue to look into areas that aren't, you know, maybe uh, areas where you've historically uh, gotten membership. And so, you know, I, I think increasingly the workforce like myself, we've come from a lot of different backgrounds, you know, I've got a legal background and then I worked in academia and now I'm in technology. And so I think that's going to be um, more and more common, especially with, uh, you know, millennials because they're, um, they, they're changing sectors and they, the disciplines that they studied in undergrad and grad school may not necessarily be the disciplines that they're working in. And so, you know, I think that diversity is a key word. And, and I think that the, the workforce is even being more diverse in their, um, in their backgrounds and, and the things that they've done. And so that's probably, you know, one recommendation that I have is to, to try to reach different industries and different um, sectors and students who are coming from different backgrounds and to recognize that, you know, career paths are different now and they're not as linear as maybe they have been in the past. That's a good point. Very good point. Career paths are zigzag lines, <laughs> lots of different twists and turns. Right, right. If you pull all those talents and experiences together, like you've described in your career, it can make for an effective next level career. So that's exciting news. Um, as we talk about NACRO, we represent maybe, uh, Catherine, help me out, maybe 300 universities across our footprint of membership. All of us are corporate relations officers. Okay. Each university, we have a different focus based on this the leadership or the or the um, the org chart, if you will, of that university. Sure. Um, how, as now that you're on the other side, as a corporate representative, but you've been on the university representative, what are some best practices for corporate relations officers to approach universities? 
uh, we take that for granted, but we're always trying to just get better at sure. our, whether it's diversity or any other aspect, maybe it's technology. What are some of the things you see that are, that are critical to good quality relationship and partnering between universities and industry? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. And again, I'm, I'm still learning that um, as I'm fairly new in my role. Um, I, I think that oftentimes you, or the, the corporate side, those of us like in Microsoft, we, we don't know what the universities need. And so um, making sure that you communicate that clearly to us, whether you feel like it's something that, that the you know, corporate side can, can do or not, um, still let us know um, what that is. And I think for a lot of companies, you know, we have long-term, we want to be part of long-term strategy, but there are also some more immediate goals that we would like to do um, sooner rather than later. And so maybe making sure that in your list and, and, and what you present to, to companies, um, having that, like the, the long-term strategy, what you want to accomplish in five or 10 years, but then also what are some things that the companies can do to help you with right now that may not necessarily um, show that long-term impact, but can still make a difference to, you know, to some students or staff or faculty right away. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at and what I've you know, been doing since I've um, started Microsoft is, is meeting with people on the campuses and asking them, what, what do you need? How can we help you? And then taking that back and kind of, um, uh, you know, researching that and understanding what, you know, Microsoft could offer. Um, so I, that would be the answer to my question, I think, is just trying to communicate clearly what, how we can best support universities. I always think it's interesting when I look at the ecosystem that Atlanta has created, even thinking about the partnership with the city, maybe talk a little bit, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's an alliance among all the HBCUs, even the Atlanta region, is that right? Um, not necessarily, well, to my knowledge, not necessarily all of them at, um, yeah. The um, Morehouse, Spelman, and Clark Atlanta, as well as the Morehouse School of Medicine are part of the Atlanta University Center. That's it. Um, yeah. And there's a consortium, yeah. And so they are working on, um, there, are, there is some some integration in their curriculum. I know that they're in the process of trying to uh, create a data science program um, mm. to offer to all the students, undergraduate students at least. So they're, yeah, they do work, in, you know, together. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I, I, I you know, hopefully that'll go forward. And we're actually at Microsoft, we're really excited about some of the collaboration that they're doing together. Atlanta just seems to become is just really out there as this big new tech hub it seems like is there just a ton of buzz around that obviously a little tempered at the moment with the pandemic in the backdrop but sure yeah I mean you know I think um, not only with the um, the HBCUs here in Atlanta but with Georgia Tech and then you've got Emory there's already just a, a great um, you know academic uh, ecosystem here in Atlanta and then um, you know I think there's this city provides a lot of diverse talent, and that's one of the reasons I think that Microsoft has um, decided that this is a place where we want to expand. And mm -hmm. um, you know, and that's you know, I relocated here from New York City, and so they wanted me in Atlanta to be part of this um, this growth that Microsoft is experiencing here. Get a little bit more outdoor time in the balmy summer in the summers of Georgia. <laughs> yeah, the summers. Uh, I mean, the, the New York City summers were pretty balmy as well. But yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to having a nice long spring, long um, falls. And yeah. short winters, so yeah, that's it's it's great. It's good to be back here. You missed a big you missed a big blizzard in New York, not too long. I know there was yeah. one right before I left in, uh, in December, and it was not quite as bad as this last one. But yeah, I've uh, I'm, and I'm originally from Indiana, so I've I've had my okay. share of snow. Oh, Midwest flavor, all right. Yeah, yeah, there's some Midwest there. <laughs> yeah, Corey, give us some specific examples, maybe. And I know you're 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 newer in your role at Microsoft, but what are some of the initiatives? 
uh, around diversity. You don't have to, you can mention specific colleges or you don't have to, but uh, just give our, our, uh, our members who will be listening to this some examples of the types of programs that you guys are partnering with, with, with universities, whether it's, whether it's diversity or not, just in general. Sure. I mean, um, you know, one thing is, is there's a, it's going, there was a pilot program last summer, I believe, and we're working to expand it for this summer where um, some professors can, you know, shadow Microsoft employees, particularly in the area of data science to kind of understand what uh, Microsoft data scientists do. And this summer, there is a focus on um, some of our HBCU. So we want to make sure that we open that up to HBCU professors and hopefully they can take that information back um, so that they understand, you know, what it's like to work in the tech company and they can communicate that to their students. So that's one thing. Um, so there's a lot of buzz, you know, kind of around data science. I think right now um, we're also offering, uh, you know, Azure credits to, um, to, to HBCUs and to other colleges around the country that may need that in order to uh, you know do their research and things like that. And in addition to the Azure credits we offer, we um, are providing some training. So we think that that can be useful not only in, in STEM fields, but you know we want to give those opportunities to to faculty in other areas that you know to understand how you can use the cloud to uh, to better your research and to you know push forward all the things that you're trying to do so those are just a couple of opportunities and um, you know as my work working with HBCUs really trying to, to make those opportunities available to schools um, that I work with if a, if a predominantly white institution is partnering with an HBCU as we are at Case Western Reserve University how can we partner with you uh, to leverage those type of joint relationships? You know, I mean, we, we do recruit from a lot of different um, PWIs and things like that. So, I mean, I think that's one area. Sometimes, um, you know, there's been a longstanding um, 3-2 program here in Atlanta between um, like Morehouse, Spelman and Clark Atlanta and a number of universities around the country, um, including Georgia Tech right here and University of Michigan. That's a 3-2 engineering program. So, you know, sometimes there, there can be an overlap and things like that. Um, you know, happy to talk more specifically about some of the work that you're doing if you are partnering with any of our partner HBCUs. Um, there's a lot of work to be done and, you know, Microsoft is a big company. And so one of the things that, you know, I can offer is just to do an internal search and find out, you know, how we might be engaged with any of the, the institutions that you're working with, who says, that's my role is to try to make sure that I understand um, as much as possible about, you know, what's happening internally and with regard to some of the institutions that we work with. So one of the big goals, and I know we're close to having a close out here. We really appreciate your time, Corey. Thank you so much. And you're, you're still fresh and new in role as a university relations lead at Microsoft, but you, your career had so much to offer here. And I realize it's uh, Black History Month, too. And one of the big pieces in um, goals of this dialogue around diversity was to get everybody more comfortable with just the conversation. Um, you know, we all come from different backgrounds. Um, we're all working towards the, a, a broader goal of just increasing what the diverse workforce at our universities, at our companies look like. So kind of any parting thoughts around what are ways that as professionals, we can do a better job to get ourselves more comfortable in these kind of conversations? What are ways we can continue to professionally development around diversity? You know, coming from a, a, a academic background and working in um, the college university space, I'm a big proponent of education. And so I think it's, it's, it's important to read, it's important to study, it's important to watch movies and films and, you know, uh, do your research and don't rely on other people to teach you these things sometimes. It's, a, you know, if you want to be informed, then take it upon yourself to educate yourself. That's um, important to me. Do you have any recommended reading or things that you've been uh, uh, 
filling your mind with recently? You know, I'm, a, I'm an avid reader. And during this last couple of months, I've been moving a lot and transitioning from New York to Atlanta. Okay. So I haven't been able to read as much as I want. But I have uh, Barack Obama's new book on my shelf right now. And that's uh, what I want to want to dive into next. It's, it's a big one. And so I'm trying to make sure I have some, some time to read it. But that's a uh, that's all. That's my recommendation. That's on my list, and so I recommend other people to read that too. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time today. Um, just uh, looking forward to working with you and continuing the conversation for many, many months and years to come. And we really appreciate all that that you've done for us. So, Tony, any closing thoughts? Uh, Catherine, I think you should send him a NACRO membership application. So he can <laughs> His expertise, his experience on both sides of the aisle, if you will, haven't been in academia now in industry, would be of such benefit to the rest of our colleagues. So thank you, sir. I appreciate We appreciate your time today and uh, look forward to more of these conversations in the future. It's been my pleasure. Thank you for having me today.